All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, Gavin, what are we talking about? We are talking. Uh, I don't know if he's. Uh, I guess you know he was the pretty boy for a long time and kind of still is, thanks to Scientology. Tom Cruise. Woo, Tommy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a. Uh, a sequel movie coming out. Now yes, he does. That a lot of people have been waiting for. I know you've been waiting for it. I um, yeah. For it. We have the we have the mics turned down. I just don't want the table to hear you know anyone hear my boner hit the table. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I got you covered. All right, good. <laughs> yes, yes. Sequel to to my uh, well, definitely my favorite movie of his of all time, Top Gun. Uh, yeah, watch that for freaking ever as a kid. It was the only way my uncle could get me to shut up. You know, he'd come over to the house to babysit me while my parents were at work. And I, oh, what's Top Gun? Oh, what's Top Gun? Oh, what's Top Gun? <laughs> shut up! Here's Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was so much a part of my life that I thought the middle finger actually meant hi. And in a long road trip, my my mom pulled over to to get gas, and she was uh, she the, this old older couple came up to her. I was like, I want to let you know that your son has been in the back seat giving us the bird for 12 miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I got a, I got a hard spanking on that one, but uh, I think I was probably five. <laughs> it, it made you who you are today. And, and yeah. I'm just steadily waving, hi! <laughs> Little did I know, I'm just telling everyone to fuck off. <laughs> Don't worry, just I, a big I like time. that you said fuck off, but you wouldn't give us the finger. You were just waving your fist. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> That's viewer PG-13. <laughs> Your mom's trying to apologize. Oh, he's just a big Top Gun fan. Yes, I am so sorry. Get the fucking car right now. Get the car. Get the car. You're about to get on the highway to the danger zone, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have just wrote a check. Your body can't cash. <laughs> but yeah, if it's, I just heard that song the other day, and I don't know about you, but every time that song comes out, that's all I can think about. Oh, yeah, I, Absolutely. Gun. I don't think you mentioned the word Kenny Loggins and not think Top Gun. No. (laughs) I was like, just playing it. It was playing in the background. I'm like, is that Highway to the Danger Zone? Like, just picturing like an air fight. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Although I do picture Archer in the same scene. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I could could definitely do that as well. I just hear him in the background going, Danger Zone! Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So Top Gun, I'm going to guess in that. Is your favorite Tom yes, Cruise? Yes, yes. I would um, assume. I mean, I, I had a uh, it, it inspired a childhood dream. I wanted to be like him, become a naval aviator. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, was born with um, two left with, hands. With uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, psoriatic arthritis. So apparently, the G forces would not do very well for that. So I, my application to the naval academy was denied. <laughs> and uh, so then I went to. Uh, Small college to play football. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just didn't do that well on my ASVAB. So. <laughs> I was decent on that. I think I got um, like 60. <clears throat> I don't even remember what my score was. I want to say But to be was, in a, a pilot, you need to be like 80 or 90. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Damn you, um, ASVAB. <laughs> but, uh, and still, in my opinion, the whole movie featured what I've what I still believe is the most beautiful plane ever to grace our Navy was the F-14 Tomcat. Mm-hmm. Love that plane. Close second for Harrier. active. Active. No, the Harrier was always cool. I like the Harrier, but I still think the F-22 Raptor is beautiful. Mm, okay. And it's got that, it's it's just like enough new age to, you know, make it almost look like 
we're in a sci-fi movie, but it's mm. real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the stealth bomber for me. Oh, yes. Yes. You ever go to the air show at McDill? The, the SR-71? No, no, like the big one from like Broken Arrow. Oh, oh, yeah, the, the Blackbird. Yeah. Yes. That was way sci-fi for me. So mm-hmm. was the SR-71. Yeah. That's the one that oh, yeah. like Mach 2, I think. The, the elongated nose and mm-hmm. the two giant engines in the back. Yeah. Yep. You didn't know we were very naval, did you? Or aerial. ROTC, that's where I learned all aerial from. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I was Army, though. Oh. Navy, actually. Oh, Navy. you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Patrick liked seamen. <laughs> I was more focused for me when I was trying to get in was the Air Force. Mm. But I couldn't get in because I, I found out I had a bad back. Mm. Like uh, was it scoliosis, I think it's called. Yeah. So my back was way too curved to be getting in. I was allowed to go, but when I graduated high school, the war broke out, and I was like, I'm going to college. It's like, how about no? (laughs) Well, the thing is, they completely missed it, so I I went through, you know, the the MEPS, the whole thing. Like, I was there through MEPS, did the whole physical, took my test there. They came back and said, you know, you scored this, you know, we want you to do this. Sign the papers and everything. Like, I passed everything with flying colors. I was... Stayed at the hotel that night again because you stay at the hotel the first night. You get up early in the morning, go through the whole maps thing, mm-hmm. and then you, if you sign paperwork, if you get in there, then you stay at the hotel again because this was in Tampa, and then you get up in the morning, and get on the bus. So you have all your stuff packed, ready to go. So I was getting on the bus, and then the one guy's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa hang on a second. And I one foot in the bus, <laughs> and he grabbed me. He's like, "We missed this on your on your X-ray on your back," and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, your your back is way too curved. You know, we can't let you in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, no, yes, I signed papers. Hold, I, I, Which I want to talk to the government because technically I did sign papers. So I think they owe me a lot of money. I mean, we, we've had an agreement. Yeah, <laughs> they breached <yeah>. contract. <laughs> but then again, I think it's a, for me, it was kind of a blessing at the end of the day because then I got into like getting into comedy and yeah. writing and all the fun stuff and mm. led me here. So I think it turned out the way it should have. Yeah, I don't so think I you'd no, be as funny as you are now. I probably wouldn't be. I'd be like, sir, yes, sir! <laughs> That's kind of what I sound like before we start. All right, guys, let's get going here. <laughs> Attention! <laughs> Podcast time! Officer on deck! <laughs> what is your malfunction, son? <laughs> Looks like you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> and remember, ladies, syphilis lasts a lifetime. <laughs> before they discovered penicillin. Touche. Uh, all right, so we got your favorite movie. Patrick, what is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Uh, Mission Impossible, the first okay. one. Uh, Not I, the 18 that followed? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they're good, too, but the original is the one that got me hooked. I still remember the ending when he's on the train and there's a helicopter in the tunnel following the train. And then the one thing, that the gadget they gave him to him in the beginning of the film was the, the gum, where if you smush it together, it turns into a plastic explosive. So he's on the back of the train, he jumps to the helicopter, and he's yelling at his former teammates like red light green light slaps it on and then jumps back to the train but he's not going to make it till the helicopter explodes right behind him and it's throwing him into the train and then there's the wreckage of the helicopter like with the blades still turning coming right up to his neck and i was like hell yes i know this is a reboot of a show from the 70s but damn he did it right <laughs> <laughs> i could just imagine patrick in the studio going <laughs> <laughs> I did. I saw the first one. I be honest with you, I didn't watch really much of the other ones. Like I maybe saw mm. the second one, but no, I agree. It was, the second one yeah. was pretty garbage. But now Simon Pegg's in there, so yeah. he's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> to me, it was like, yeah, I know they did the show, which is 
what made me want to watch the movie, see how they would do with that. Um, but then, you know, to me, it felt a lot like uh, like the Fast and Furious. Like, they just keep spitting them out. Mm. You know, yeah. Let's just keep going and going and going and going and going. With better actors, though. Yeah, true. Like, we, get, we got Maggie Q in number three, and I'm never going to be upset about her being in a movie. No? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. Do I need to turn your <laughs> mics Maggie? down again yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Why was there two knocks this time? Don't worry about it. Don't. You have to ask. You can't yeah. afford it. <laughs> yeah. So we got Mission Impossible. We got Top Gun. How about you, Tony? Mine is... I get a couple because... I'll be honest with you. I like I like Tom Cruise I want to guess then. that it's Cocktail. It's a toss-up. That is one of them. Oh, okay. And the other Risky Business? No, but that would be a close third. Uh-huh. Oh. <clears throat> the second one is really not similar to cocktail at all oh, okay. but it is an older movie it's like right around top gun time frame you want to take another guess rain man that's exactly okay. right Ooh. i think rain man is my favorite tom okay. cruise movie even though it's more of a tom cruise dustin, dustin hoffman, hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. combo you know just like the color of money yeah uh, which was another good movie but yeah no if it's like standalone like he's the main character cocktail would probably be in there because i mean come on <laughs> we've all drank so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it does have a good story, and it's really good. Elizabeth Shue, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she was the girl he met on the beach who mm-hmm. later got pregnant. <laughs> you never spooked me again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, but Rain Man, I, I really like that movie. Uh, it got a chance to take him more. Like, it's before even Top Gun was serious, but they had a lot of funny moments in there, like right. most of his movies do. But uh, Rain Man, I think, was the most serious, or one of the more serious yeah. ones that he did at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I've seen them all. I mean, even though I was never really into racing, I think Days of Thunder was pretty good. Days of Thunder is really good. But, um, it always um, it's always overshadowed by it's either Driven or Driver, the one with Stallone, where he's a Formula One racer. Yes. So whenever someone talks about a racing movie, they're like, Days of Thunder is amazing. He's like, well, have you seen the Stallone movie? You'd be like, but that's might... Formula One. <laughs> they're not the same. <laughs> yeah. Formula One's better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I didn't, you know, I knew nothing, a side note, I knew nothing about Formula One racing. I really didn't know that much about NASCAR, only <laughs> except for I had a co-worker at my other previous job who was a diehard NASCAR person, and in fact, he forced me to go to a race with him. We were out in California or San Francisco, Sonoma, I think it was. Yep, it's there's a one out there. real popular race. Wait, it's not your traditional oval. <clears throat> it's one of the, it's got all the loops and shit in it, mm. so it's a different type of race. Road course. Yeah. yeah, that's what they call them. Yeah. Is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. That's how much not into NASCAR I am. I did not that, know what it was called, and I went to the event. <laughs> they, have a, they have a couple of those, like Homestead, you know, that's yeah. the big the big ones. So they, they do some of the same ones that are kind of on the indie circuit yeah. for the road courses. But the reason why I learned about it was up at the courtside a couple days ago, there was a Formula One race on, and one of the regulars that comes in, uh, he was talking, he's like, oh, we got to watch Formula One. And our friend Steve started talking to him as he talks to everybody, and Apparently, it's like Formula One. It's like that's like the best of the best drivers out mm-hmm. there from all over the world. Yeah. So like NASCAR, you can drive. He's like, if you like peaked in NASCAR, is like one of the best NASCAR drivers. You can maybe step up into Formula One. But I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a different version of racing. No, like your reaction <laughs> times need to be uh, better than video game competitors. Like you need to be spot on to drive Formula One. Yeah. yeah. And the physics is... that goes into those cars is being amazing. Yeah. Th- those cars are basically. Airplanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing that keeps them down is the front wings. Yeah, the one they're, that's in front yep, of the yeah. nose. You they're designed those, to but... keep the car from coming off the ground. Yeah. 
There's actually a really good documentary series on Netflix about Formula One. So if you want to learn more, it's actually... I've, it's so good, I've actually watched it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I might check it out because if it's a good documentary, mm-hmm. not that I'm really that interested in learning more about it. was just, it was an interesting fact. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. knew that. I've known what, I knew what Formula One was basically. Mm-hmm. Never really watched it. Um, I actually prefer that over NASCAR. Like, okay. back in another life, I used to work for a company to where I had to watch a lot of um, television, let's say that, um, for advertisements. I don't want to say the name of the company, but one of my jobs <laughs> was to watch the sporting events from over the weekend, and I started getting into NASCAR a little bit, Okay. and then when I left that job, I was like, well, that's gone, but I did start getting into Formula One. Okay. Um, they actually just held the first race in Miami, ever. For Formula One over the week, this past weekend. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that might have been the one that, that probably was on TV. That that's why you wanted. To I, watch I it. was at courtside watching it, um, and they're like, "Which TV are you watching?" I'm like, "I'm watching the Formula One race. Please don't change that channel." I wonder if they were there <laughs> then when you when that guy was there. So you've you've seen the guy I'm talking about, but he's usually there earlier. I don't want to mention his name because he may not. You would have to tell me his name, probably. Well, we'll tell it offline. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if he'd want me to even bring him up, but. Yeah. Anyway, it just was an interesting. They have to be the top gun mm-hmm. of, of racers, so just tie back into Tom Cruise somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my favorite uh, line that I've had from Days of Thunder is is the greatest, and you only know it if you follow racing. Mm-hmm. It's like so, Tom Cruise is getting you know is in his first race <laughs> out there, and um, and he gets hit by another car like on the on the rear end, and he's like pushing him, you know. Out of, basically just pushed him out of the way. He's like, and so he goes on the radio to his crew chief. He's like, this guy hit me. He's like, look, son, he didn't hit you. He didn't nudge you. He didn't punch you. He rubbed you, son, and rubbing is racing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have a more redneck saying than that. <laughs> you might be a redneck. If, <laughs> you might be a redneck if you got bumper stickers that says rubbing's racing. <laughs> When, and when I was when that movie came out, I was I was a lot younger. So I mean, I remember also some of the stuff that didn't really catch with me at first. I mm-hmm. watched it again later, but even when I was younger, I do remember the one scene where the guys after they both got injured, the him and his main enemy in the yeah. movie, and they're like in the wheelchairs at the right. hospital. And they Go start on. racing each other in the hospital, <laughs> like, like everything's a race for them. Now I'm just picturing yeah. Talladega Nights. Yeah. <laughs> It's, and, it was probably their inspiration. From I, I guarantee you that was their inspiration. <laughs> but he did, he did a lot. I, I think another one of more serious ones that everybody knows the major line to. Um, holy cow! And I just, I just had the name of the movie, and he's the the, the Navy. Oh, the, the um, court one, Jack Nicholson. He's in the he's the Navy lawyer. Uh, oh, what a few, the a few good men. Yes, a few, a good, few men. good men. I was like, I always give Men of Honor you in there. Handle the truth. Yeah, yeah, Men of Honor. Don't don't. Yeah, that's a different. Which one. is also a really good movie. Yeah, but not you're selling Cuba Cuba yeah. Gooding Jr.'s name. Yeah. <laughs> it's also Navy, so that's why. Yeah. But I always like few good men and Men of Honor. I yeah. always mix those two up. So, but yes, few good men. I want the truth. You can't handle <laughs> the truth. I actually like it for the first like two minutes where the drill team is doing their stuff in the beginning. Oh yeah. Only because I was on the drill team in high school. I was doing the the weapon flips and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. And they do it so perfectly. I'm pretty sure that was the actual naval drill team. In it that is. Movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the actual drill team. So there's like a, you, you have to sign up and be selected for that. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know... Uh, you know, keep yourself a court. Like you can't be seen out drunk. Mm-hmm. Like they, oh, I bet. and it's, I think it's the service term is either maybe a year or two years, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're like the, 
I don't I don't know what the best like uh, they're like the Disney cast members of the of the army. Like you, if you're and you know, I'm just saying like if you have you like can't a morality walk, contract, exactly, you can't be seen on social media doing you know this Mess that yeah. yeah anything outside of uh, the code of conduct, mm-hmm. and then you'll because you'll get ripped. Yeah. But that drill team sequence, like, oh man, gorgeous, going up and down the line, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. He did, he did a couple, you know, movies where a couple military movies, but Mm -hmm. one of the uh, one of the ones that I liked a lot uh, that he did was uh, Born on the Fourth of July. Yep, I remember seeing it. Yeah, but I couldn't tell you anything about the movie. It's more about Vietnam Vietnam time, Mm -hmm. and he's like all about. He's younger kid, and he. He wants to fight. Like, he wants mm-hmm. to get in there because he's, like, he's very patriotic as, as a young kid. He's in high school. He's getting out, graduating. And I think his parents were against it at first. Yeah. I think his mother, at least, was against it. But he's like, no, I'm going. I need to fight. i got to fight for my... Well, he ends up getting seriously injured and losing his feeling in his leg. So he's paralyzed from the waist down. Mm. Now, and, not only that, that one scene of the village where they're where they're fighting. So they go to a village and, and it ends up getting surrounded. And they're taking fire from all sides. And him and a couple other guys take like take cover behind this hill and they see someone running back up and then he stands up to start firing and he can't see like there's fading sunlight going down a beach and by the time the guy gets there it was one of his other friends he ended up shooting and killing him yeah so i think i do remember that one it goes into the whole you know theme of like just the PTSD, yeah, because and especially being injured and losing the feeling is like so. When he goes back home, he's staying with his parents, and he becomes like a big alcoholic, mm-hmm. and he's trying to live his normal life, and <clears throat> he just basically is anti everything, anti country, this and that. You know, I can't believe this happened to me. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of and it's fair. You know, anybody saying that, but he's just basically feeling very sorry for himself, very down on himself. Um, but I mean who could imagine being in that situation, what, yeah. what you'd think, but he basically goes completely opposite of what he was before, like when he wanted to join. And then he's, I think he goes down to like Mexico or something and he meets a couple people or he's, they go down there cause he's traveling. Well, yeah, because he was on, he was on watch. Yeah. Uh, because one, uh, I can't remember the name of the movement. There was like some anti-war party. Yeah. And they were, you know, saying that he was communist. Yeah. Because, he was anti. He was just anti-war, but you know, still like in the '80s after the war, that was still like a big thing. Like, oh well, we're you know we're we were over here fighting the communists, and now you're trying to support them. Like, no, I was against the fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because of how what well, we had to go through. Exactly. You know, yeah. Just all that stuff, and and I do remember because he ends up you know meeting other guys who are paralyzed as well. And you know they're now they all got beards and you know they're like the hippie version looking. I'm picturing stuff. Lieutenant Dan the movie. It's it's yes. kind of like uh, Lieutenant Dan the movie. Yes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good title. <laughs> Force Gump. <laughs> that should be the sequel. Tom Cruise will do it. Lieutenant Dan the yeah. movie. <laughs> but I remember because they go to this this bar down in like Mexico or wherever they go to, and it's like a also like a whorehouse. Mm. And so they got all the girls there, and you know they they have no feeling down there. And I remember the one guy's like, you know the old saying, if you ain't got it in the hips, you better have it in the lips. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> isn't that an Oliver Stone movie too? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yes. He Please. did one of my um, a really good movie called J. Well, he does nothing but good movies, but JFK is probably my favorite film by him. By Oliver? Yeah. Oh yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't do any. I don't think he's ever had a flop. No. Or what would be even critically claimed as a flop? 
I think he's also done only like maybe ten movies. Like he doesn't work on a project unless he knows he can make it great. And and a lot of his stuff. I'm not going to say all of it, but a lot of his stuff, if I remember correctly, because I don't, I can't think of every single Oliver Stone movie, but I think a majority of them are very political. Yeah. Or have something to do with either politics or war or something along mm. those lines. <clears throat> he's the Aaron Sorkin of movies. Yes. <laughs> I like Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, me too. I like The West Wing. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, did either of you two see Taps? No. Yes, one time. It's been a yeah, very, very long, long time. Long time ago. <clears throat> that was like but, what eighty two. Yeah. Um, let me get the date here. But that uh, that one also kind of one of his um, you know more serious roles. Yep. That he and it, that's you know younger him. Um, let's see. I don't want the synopsis. I want the date. <laughs> 1981. Okay. So. You're a. Eh. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <clears throat> Some of them. I knew it was very early 80s because, mm. and I think that's why I only saw it one time. I think my uncle was watching it, but I think it might have been like five or six. Mm. <laughs> so. It was negative four. Negative four. <laughs> you were waiting. You were still yeah. brewing. <laughs> well, he's done. He, th- he got into, for a little while, he got into doing like, really odd movies like Magnolia and Vanilla Sky. I don't know if you mm. remember those, but they Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. That was a messed up movie. Yeah. yeah. They all were. <laughs> I think, I want to say Vanilla Sky was probably, for me, the weirdest one. Yeah. Isn't that the one I've where he's like, one. ends up in like a car accident or he keeps going back and forth or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. with uh, <clears throat> Cameron Diaz, I believe he's in it. Yes. I think. Yes. Wait, that's Night and Day, which is a, that, no, 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 a really good movie. No, no, that's Vanilla Sky. Oh, okay. At least the one I'm talking about yeah. is. Because she's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say that scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know what scene. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just remember it was such a weird movie. It was like one of those mind-messing yeah. movies because mm-hmm. it kept going back and forth. And I'll be honest with you, I've seen it a couple times. I still don't fully I, no, know what I actually don't... happened. Mm-mm. And so I really can, paid attention. You can follow Memento, but you can't follow a Tom Cruise movie. I, not that one. <laughs> Have you watched Vanilla nope. Sky? Watch it. You tell movie. me if you can follow it. <laughs> yeah, you come back. <laughs> yeah, you tell me if you follow that movie. Go get your hammer. Yeah, yeah. Go get it. <laughs> and you go tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what the floaty guy said. <laughs> well, he also. I mean, now, and I was kind of, I was kind of worried about his foray into it, but has done a lot of uh, sci-fi movies. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, Minority is the first one that comes to you've mind. Got, Minority Report. You've got Oblivion, yeah. Minority Report, uh, War of the Worlds, War of not the his Worlds. best one, which yeah. I don't think that was his fault. No. I think that's more of the director and the story writing that they did. Yeah. Um, There's and, no Orson Welles. And then, no. um, <coughs> was it the... Even uh, Morgan Freeman couldn't say that movie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and then The Day After Tomorrow. Yep. Oblivion, though, again, with Morgan Freeman. Yeah. That one is... Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Or The Edge of Tomorrow. That's, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, uh, Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. tomorrow. That's a really They're good They're coming one. out with a sequel to that one. It's it's like Avatar, the sequel. We'll, we will see it in ten more years. Probably. Well, because, yeah. That, he pushed off Top Gun for two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn COVID. Yeah. Damn you, COVID. Well, so, yeah, he does have these, like, moments where he goes, like, has goes spurts genre. of type of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the... He doesn't get a lot of credit for this one, <clears throat> and I'm not saying he made or broke the movie. But Project inter- Thunder? No, Interview with a Vampire. Oh, okay. As far as, like, yep. a lot of people don't even remember that he was in it. Cause, him, you know, him and Brad Pitt. Yep. 
And Christian Slater. And Christian Slater, yeah. And a young, uh, what's it, what was it? Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, that's right. Mm-hmm. There was a report on there, some, something in one of the things they reported when they did an interview that, to this day, like, she was so upset with that whole, she had a kiss scene. She hated doing that. She didn't want to do it. <laughs> she was very unpleased with that. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know why, but, I mean, she was just mad. How dare she? I know, right? But a newer one that I watched... It's not brand new, but that uh, American Made, that was an interesting movie. I heard of it. Where he becomes that uh, drug smuggler. He's got the plane. Oh, yeah. That's the... Wait, is that the one where he's out. like running guns in Iraq or something like that? No, no, no. no. Well, he's that's, running That's war dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this one is actually, it's a true story. He was like an airline pilot. And he was getting... Oh, that's uh, right. He, uh, Pablo Escobar the is the, yeah. the guy who... He um he ends up meeting up with eventually yeah like that's who he ends up getting big deals with but he's mm-hmm. basically got to fly in and he gets a whole team yeah and I remember his like what was it his nephew because his wife's brother or no not his nephew no that wouldn't be his nephew but I, I want to say it's his brother in law yeah because it's like his that. wife's younger brother and he ends up working for him but he's like just a real loser kid <laughs> but he ends up finding out about it he basically is trying to threaten him or blackmail him. Mm-hmm. To get money and so, shit. So they end up giving him money, and he still ends up, you know, pretty much bringing down the whole operation. Well, the, the kid home. died. Yeah. If you remember, he's mm-hmm. driving away in that one car, and it just, I think it had just explodes. Yeah. Or something happened, yeah, so they put, like, a bomb in it. Well, that's, the, I mean, this is actually, it, it. it's actually a true story on how they, the demise of Pablo Escobar, mm-hmm. because they used him, the federal government basically said, hey, we want you to... You know, we've got you. You're going to go to jail for the rest of your life, or you can do this one thing for us, and we're and we'll get you know the real problem and not you. Yeah. And so he goes in and like does some kind of plane run with uh, and has Pablo and all his guys there on the plane, and they shared the news story, like they put it on the news. So I don't know how long it was, but. Um, later on and you see it in the movie he like the only reason this got this movie got made is like he made these tapes explaining everything that happened because he's dead yeah yeah they they got they came back somehow got in the US killed him yep but it was interesting because he builds up that empire mm-hmm. so or not the empire but he builds up like it was originally just him mm-hmm. with one plane and he ends up getting multiple planes and multiple yep. flyers and having all these guys hired on like he basically makes it like a business and then there's a yeah. one scene where I the thing was the FBI or whoever was in flight and they were after him and they're like, you can't get away forever because he basically like, you're going to run out of gas. And they're like chasing him, but they're like splitting up and one mm-hmm. guy's dropping. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting when they would do the drops because they would fly over, uh, what was it, Louisiana or something? Yep. And the they'd do it in the swamps. In the swamps. And mm-hmm. they would just drop and they'd have people waiting. And you'd see, and the then swamps. all of a sudden you'd see these boats, <laughs> like the little fan boats mm-hmm. come up and just start picking up packages. Mm-hmm. Now I'm picturing uh, Bad Boys too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it reminded me a lot of like the similar story with Johnny Depp Blow. So That's yeah, a good movie. It, it, had, seen that it movie. had a lot yeah. of that kind of feel right. to it. Although he wasn't really doing a lot of traveling as this guy was, but he was the main flyer. Yeah, but it was it, that but, was a true, and, you said that was a true story. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was, and and that uh, the one scene where it's where the FBI has got him. And so he has nowhere where he can land. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to ditch the plane. 
and he lands the plane in like a suburb or something. Yeah, yeah. And, he crashed, and, almost into somebody's house. I think yeah. he crashed it into someone's house, and he gives him money. Or and, yeah, he like gives the kid money. He's like, "Hey, I need uh, I need to borrow your dad's car. Here's like I don't know thousand dollars or something like that." He gives it to the kid. He's like. All right, I'm gonna get out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> and mean, he's like covered in cocaine, yeah. just like he's completely white because that was all that was on the on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> so when the plane hits, you just see this big cloud. And all I could imagine was that kid just being like, "Why is the air so bitter?" Yeah. <laughs> Starts talking real fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mister, Mister, Mister. So doing laps in the backyard just yeah. for fun. What's wrong with Johnny? <laughs> He's real hybrid in <laughs> The next day he's going through the DTs. Yeah, the next another day plane that crashed into the, the house. <laughs> next day he's just sitting in his bed all day. Oh, I hate school. I hate life. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I know like for like mainstream, mainstream movies, everybody knows everybody has seen and knows Jerry Maguire. Yeah. That's like Show me the money. Yep. Exactly. Show me the money. <laughs> which had which had an all star ensemble cast as yeah. well, if I remember correctly. I know Jay Moore was in there. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the the main girl that ends up going with him. They have the kid. Oh, uh, uh, I cannot think of her name off the top of my head. Aaron Brock. It's not girl? Renee what's Zellweger, is it? Yeah, it might be actually. It might have been Renee. Yeah. I was thinking of whoever portrayed Aaron Brockovich. I can't remember her name. Oh no, yeah. that's. Um... Julia Roberts. Yeah. You got Cuba Good Jr. in there. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was, it was it was a big movie, but that was, like, I would say that would be classified under, like, very heavily marketed type movie. Yeah. Everybody went and saw that thing. Yeah. And, right. And, you know, it yeah, it's like interesting. Forrest, it came out it's like Forrest Gump, Titanic, yeah. you know. Yeah. Apollo one of those 13. Yeah. That everyone, everyone hits and... Well, when it came out, my parents really wanted to go see it, but I was too young to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they bought the VHS, and I eventually watched it like a year later. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> well, let me. I add... also had to rewatch it because once again, it was like six, so I didn't know what was going on. It's always good to revisit those movies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom, could you show me the money, please? <laughs> How'd you know I had a list? You son of a bitch! Because <laughs> we all had braces. <laughs> Damn it, I did. <laughs> Were you following his life? <laughs> no, I lived it. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're both 85. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to talk about a movie where he wasn't the main star, but he did steal the show in a sense. And once again, that was Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. When I was I was in the theater watching that, and me and my friends were like, is that is that Tom Cruise? And then he was talking to the kidnapper. He's like, take a step back. And fuck your own face. I was like, I hope that's Tom Cruise, because that's amazing. He <laughs> <laughs> like, balding. Yep. <laughs> the horrible... Combed up like few hairs that he had on there. Les Grossman. Les yep, Grossman. Les Grossman. Yep. Mm-hmm. He stole the show in that movie, oh, in yeah. my opinion. It's I, like I, uh, when you're watching Deadpool 2 and then the invisible guy was actually Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> For a six year old movie. So. <laughs> so, I like it when they're having the big meet, the table meeting. And, um, and they're like, uh, he's like, all right, which one of you is key grip? Uh, I am, sir. Would you go over there, punch that director in the face? <laughs> and like, as soon as he does it, does it, <laughs> Tom's on the TV. He's like, <laughs> like he just did it. <laughs> and the the guy's going over and say, "Sorry, man." Yeah. Just punch him in the face. <laughs> 
I think a close second in that in that movie for stealing the show. Like you're right, he did. Mm. <clears throat> Robert Downey Jr. though, on the second portion of it, I'd say. And I'll be honest with you, I did not recognize him no. at first. No, <clears throat> that's <clears throat> acting right there. <laughs> it's also a really good makeup artist, right yes. there. <laughs> and, and and then he and then he goes from you know being the, the, the black sergeant to the to an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The white guy playing a black guy trying to play a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're Australian. Be Australian. <laughs> Excuse me, kangaroo jack. <laughs> <laughs> that whole that whole movie, I don't know who in the hell came up with that. It had to have been Ben Stiller. <laughs> but that yeah. whole thing was just like uh, there was some stupid stuff in there, a lot of oh, stupid stuff. But a bunch of stupid stuff in there. It was just nonstop. There was something new yeah. that just made you laugh. And it was just so off-color. Like, that was a movie because it wasn't made for any intent. Nope. So you could go into it with no expectations. Kind of like The Hangover. The yeah. The time you watched The Hangover. You see so it version? was partially written by Ben Stiller. <laughs> it was also written by one of the Coen brothers, Ethan Coen. Uh, that I, I believe. And Justin Theroux. I don't know who that is. I know. I can't. I, I'd have to pull him up for yeah. you. I can't tell you. It was made by those three. Okay. But definitely the Coens. I, I could see they're... Only one of them. Well, I'm saying, but they <laughs> both have the same sense of mm. weird humor. <laughs> yeah, I like... <laughs> well, I also like the part where he's... Um, ben Stiller's calling Matthew McConaughey, and he's like, I've moved so much beyond this movie now. <laughs> I killed a panda. He's like... And then he's like getting the secretary of all this. Uh, uh, Susan, get off this line. <laughs> I, 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 so, so you you killed someone. I killed a panda. Amanda, don't use the name, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it how he shows up at the end of the movie. He's like, I got your DVR. Yeah, yeah, like, I got the TiVo. <laughs> he, showed up, he showed up on his G4. <laughs> <laughs> Every character that movie played such a unique version yes. of themselves. Like, mm-hmm. Matthew, he was kind of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. But you could see him as being one of those fucking just you could see him being a salesman agent, like, yeah. yeah, bullshit mm-hmm. aging guy or salesman. <laughs> it's like you m- 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 make me happy. Yeah, yeah, say it with me. <laughs> say it with me. Come on, look, <laughs> hey man, if he's gonna do tears, you gotta do tears too. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. McBride was the explosive expert, and he just wanted to like burn down the forest with the explosives. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just that's the only one that didn't go outside of who he normally is. <laughs> yeah. I don't, that is one hundred percent Danny McBride. I don't think I don't think Danny McBride plays too many characters that are not Danny McBride. <laughs> I've been watching a show called um, "The Righteous Gemstones" on HBO Max, and it's religious Danny McBride. Like, yep, okay, this is you, yeah. <laughs> but you found God. But yeah, you're still you. <laughs> it's alternate universe yeah. Danny McBride. He just found Jesus. Yep. <laughs> y- y'all need Jesus. <laughs> y- y- y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you ever watched, and I know we're getting off topic here, we'll get back on, but that other show he did on uh, Showtime or HBO, Eastbound and Down. Heard of it, I never watched it. You would like that one. That's okay. that's uh, traditional Danny McBride. Okay. In his Danny McBride self. <laughs> Full on. Okay. And uh, like there, there's a scene, he goes and he was like a baseball player or something, mm-hmm. and he ends up flopping out and he's trying to get back into it. Anyway, he goes back to his hometown and he's like living with his brother or something brother's married it's either his brother or sister but they're married and they have kids so he's living there and with the niece and nephews and i can't remember what the one kid's name is but it's like after a disney character or something and he's like what the fuck do i call this one fucking shrek (laughs) 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 but a little off topic there but i just wanted to bring that up so if you don't i would watch that it's a funny show it only lasted a couple seasons and then he did another one on hbo uh called like uh 
Vice Principals. Oh, no. That was freaking hilarious. Yeah, it? it's him and another. It's like two guys that are they have similar weird personalities, but they're like battling. They're both they're, vice principals. Yeah, they're right? both yeah. vice principals, of, and of, they're trying to be. <clears throat> the The season one is them trying to be principal, and then someone else outside of the group, not even in the in the running, gets hired, and um, and they're like, it's just, it's "Firstly, hire man," because it was it was a uh, it's a female, mm-hmm. and so they're they're like trying to get. Um, to become, you know, next in line. They're basically still wanting to be principal, but they both have different ways of where they're trying to to get on the current one's good side. Okay. And then and all hell breaks loose and they end up joining forces. <laughs> yep. That's when the shit starts hitting. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it's good, but yeah, it's, and again, typical Danny McBride stuff, but... <clears throat> Moving back to Tom Cruise real quick. Sorry about that. Sorry about sliding off there. That was my fault. I'm going to ask you this. Is there a Tom Cruise movie, if you're a Tom Cruise fan, that you were looking forward to seeing, you watched it, you did not like what you saw? Oh, 100%. Mummy. Mummy. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd I'd definitely say Mummy. Yeah. Like, I really, when they announced that Monster Universe that they were going to create, I was like, okay, this could be pretty dope. Mm -hmm. And then the first movie was that, and I was like, wow, no. Like... The good part of that movie was Russell Crowe playing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm. Yeah. The rest of... And uh, the guy from New Girl. What's his name? <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah. He was the... Like, the, the comic relief. Yeah. He, yep. he was definitely comic relief. <laughs> uh, but the rest of that movie was absolute garbage. In another second, you already brought it up, like War of the Worlds. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not again, not his fault, but it's still like... Ah. Yeah, that one, uh, again, yeah, I saw and I was just like... Like the whole, Can I go the whole back time and watch that, the '60s version. Like this is yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole time they're going through and they're kicking ass, and then all of a sudden, oh well, they're just dying, <laughs> and then that's it. Yep. yep. Like what? Apparently, they were allergic to our water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. yeah again, a movie for a 2005. Movie. I, was, I was gonna say a movie that's been out almost 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically like that's what signs ripped off. You know, basically is. Another one, yeah, like that. It's like, why is why is yeah, that water? So... Did it way better. Well, it's M Night Shyamalan, a ding dong. There, <laughs> he, he does everything weirdly good. But <laughs> well, there is one um, that I really liked, and I didn't really know how closely to the historical accuracy it was. Is the Last Samurai? Yes. Um, well, I he got panned like... for that too. He did. But I didn't like that. A lot of people love that movie. No, but I'm saying he got panned for it, or uh, the movie got panned heavily because they're basically taken away from the. uh, Were they like crying uh, trussle or persian? No, using like just just some white American. Yeah, whitewashing it. Being, you know. Being being the lead character. Yeah. Mm. And about that culture, about the samurai culture, that lifestyle and. How is a white boy going to be a best samurai out there? Right. The last one at that. Uh, and I mean, he was, uh, the way they portrayed it, uh, see, I liked it because they kind of portrayed it as he understood the the problems with, you know, the American expansionism and, and that type of society. That's He saw that through the, the Indian Wars mm-hmm. that he was in, and then, or excuse me, Native American Wars. And then when they, like as he's, on the boat, you know, continuing his journal, he's like, yet again, I have been tasked with uh, bringing down a, another tribal leader. Mm-hmm. This is apparently the only task I'm, I've been made for, you know, or suited for. And, and, you know, that's, 
he understands that he's a warrior, but that he's always been on the wrong side. Mm. And <clears throat> and the way they tied it in actually does have some historical accuracy because at that point, you know, the up up and prior to that, the um, Asia was the was the birthplace of gunpowder. Mm. But once the West kind of got um, stole that part of it. They they started leading the technological advances on you know guns and and cannons, um, and so like at the very end of the movie, you know when they're doing the when he comes back from his captivity, you know they've got the howitzers and they've got the all the um, oh, what was that the Remington repeater yeah the Gatling gun yeah I want one of those um, <clears throat> I don't think you can get licensed for it. Even though this is Florida, I think that's a little bit above it. I just want to shoot one. <laughs> hey, it's technically not an automatic. <laughs> you have to rotate <laughs> and fires one round of rotation. <laughs> I want to find a, a gun place a range around here that will let you rent just for one time the actual automatic. Like, get a couple Gatling guns. I just want to fire those things off just for a minute. Come with me on my bachelor trip to Vegas. All that's right. what we're doing. And I'm going to drive You're going guns? to the desert just to shoot guns? Yes. <laughs> but yes, I am. Are they Gatling guns? <laughs> yes. You're actually well, going to get a uh, gallon gun. I don't know if that one's a... There's a Barrett 50 cal. Don't make prime promises, man, because if I'm pay, playing a pain, uh, paying a plane ticket... All I know <laughs> is I saw I saw Gronkowski go out there, so I can find the one. <laughs> <laughs> the one I want to go to, though, you get to drive a tank over a car and crush it, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> well, another funny side note. Did you ever see The Office, the show? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> the like One of the last episodes or near the end of the season, he takes uh, with Dwight out for his bachelor party or for his bachelor day and he, they're driving and they're in the, like out in the middle of nowhere and he's like stop the car and they push him out and he's like are you gonna whack me jim and he's like because jim said is oh, like yeah. best man and he's like no here you go and he's like it's like a rocket launcher <laughs> and he's like you remembered and he's just <laughs> hands to him launch and blowing shit up they're like yeah! <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's what it made me think of so yeah, that's awesome <laughs> So back to your Gatling gun. So, um, so it the the very last battle actually uh, occurred in in um, there was an uprising of of samurai that went against the the new establishment in Japan that mm-hmm. was rising, and at the and uh, towards the end of the battle, there in the last in their last ditch effort of defiance, they charged uh, the the. Uh, the ranks mm-hmm. basically on the hill and died to, and fought to the last man. Hmm. Yeah, I do remember. That's another one I have to go back and rewatch mm-hmm. again. I again that came out. Wasn't that was the nineties? Wasn't it? Was that mid nineties? Yeah, late 90s? maybe ninety eight. Yeah, somewhere in there. So it's been it's been a been a hot minute. Yeah, <clears throat> since I've seen it, and you know sometimes life happens in between. <laughs> uh, excuse me, two thousand three. Really was it? It was that much late, two thousand three. Yeah. I don't know why that just felt like a nineties type movie to me. But well, back in the early two thousands, it kind of bled into the nineties. Yeah, it was. It was the dying of the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of one of his nineties films, The Firm is super good. Yes, it is. Yeah, that yeah. one I do like. I remember that was one of the first Tom Cruise movies I watched. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. That at least that I remember. I got you. <laughs> Because it came out in 92 or 3, mm. and I was like six, 5 or 6 at that point. <laughs> We're going to need you to go back and watch Risky Business. Yes. <laughs> you know, they say that that whole dance scene was actually improvised. Like, all they said to him, like, how he did it, uh-huh. 
and him singing like in in his just the dresser and, and his fucking underwear and stuff. They said, "All right, just j- you just got to do a scene where you just dance," and that's all they told him. And so he went on and just did this thing. Da, na, na, just... na, 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 da, da. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> just say oh, sorry. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> yes, people will be able to hear you in the future. At least I didn't have to see him take his pants off. <laughs> so Tom Cruise this can improvise. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Tom Cruise status yet. You can't take your pants off around here. Don't worry, Patrick. You don't have you don't have hardwood floors. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> you try to do that slide out, you just get rug burned on your feet. Or or worse, my foot catches that just face plant. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like I remember Risky Business was one that since I did come out a while ago, I remember I wasn't allowed to see it yeah. when I was too too young. My father Waited till my mother went out for groceries and then let me watch it because he always let me do the things that she wouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember just like just like Revenge of the Nerds. There was so much stuff in that. that oh my yeah, mother's like you can't watch that. My dad's like yeah, just wait until later. Go ahead, you watch. Just fast forward. Yeah. Uh, Cover your eyes. <laughs> wasn't he in the movie The Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow with Angelina Jolie? I don't know if that was him. I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. In the early days of Netflix streaming, that was like one of the first movies on there, and I watched it back then, and I could have sworn that was him in that movie with Angelina Jolie. I, I you'd have to look that one up. I honestly, that is do one not I know. have not seen. Yeah. It's clearly forgettable because I can tell you anything else outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that's on here that I um, I want to see, but I haven't. Okay, um, well, I guess he wasn't in it. Is the um, Don't tell me it's legend. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Project Valkyrie. That may be the movie. Yeah. I'm thinking of. And so that's well, that's uh, that's something completely different from okay, Sky Captain. <laughs> and and Project Valkyrie, he's he's a Nazi SS um, high, I think high ranking official. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he leads the most quote unquote successful attempt. To assassinate Hitler, oh, and get him removed of power because he understood that that is not—he's destroying Germany. Yeah, damn him. <laughs> yeah, stupid little handlebar mustache <laughs> or, or tiny whatever that thing's called. I mean, although Hitler time, we want him to destroy Germany. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better than us. Hitler basically just wanted to destroy everything. But <laughs> goddamn genocidal bitch. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Patrick. It's Hitler. I don't like the guy. <laughs> I don't like him either. I, mean, I just really wanted you to tell us how you really felt. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So he's done. He's done quite. I mean, he's hit the gambit of a lot of different things: yeah. comedy, yeah. drama, horror. In a way, you know, kind of. But I think his best is when he's in an action movie. I think he does yeah. those really well. Well, there's one that he plays uh, technically the bad guy on. Uh, with Jamie Foxx, Collateral. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he, yep. um, he's the assassin going around killing and, people. And, and yeah, Jamie Foxx is the one driving like, him around. But it's kind of cool in there, like you know, he has re- they, you know, they do a good play on that of him redeeming himself because mm-hmm. he gets on the radio and ba- basically blesses out Jamie Foxx's boss, <laughs> tells me should you know he should treat him a lot better and all this other stuff. <laughs> but at the end of the movie, he's supposed to kill Jamie Foxx. He, yeah, he doesn't. Spoilers. But, um, <laughs> well, 
I like the first time, you know, so he's supposed to go on through it all night. And, uh, and the guy he goes to kill ends up going out the window and lands on the taxi. Yep. <laughs> and the guy's like, you just killed that guy. He's like, no, I shot him. The bullets in the fall killed him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. Right? Um, I know we, or at least I know I mentioned it, but I did want to bring back up Night and Day with Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. It's an action movie, but it's one of his funnier roles. Yeah. Because there's a scene where Cameron Diaz just took like a sleeping pill and he's going to take him down to the Cape of Chile, like the southern point of South America. Hmm. And you can see her, from her point of view, she's just like coming in and out of consciousness. And it's just Tom Cruise saying, like, I got this. It's like, he's doing gunfights. He's being held hostage. He's... When he's hanging upside down. Yeah. He's like, I got this. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she just keeps passing out. And then it, she wakes up on a beach at the southern point of uh, South America. And, like, in this string bikini. She's like, how do I get into this? He's like, I put you in it. And he's like, you did what? I'm a spy. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> What is it? He's like, uh, I've been uh, I've been trained to disarm a bomb using nothing but a junior mint and a paperclip. I think I can get you into a suit without looking. Yeah. But then he goes, not saying that's what I did, though. <laughs> well, no, would you? I mean, yeah, come on. I like the beginning of the movie where, like, you have to come with me now. People are after you. And she's like, what? I'm not going in with you. And, like, he pulls out a gun and, like, take quote-unquote takes her hostage. She's like, I swear to God, if anyone calls the cops, I'm going to kill myself, then her. Yeah. In that order. Yeah. <laughs> in that order. That's, I'd like to see that. <laughs> so I, I really do like that movie because it was one of more, his more comedic roles. Mm-hmm. But it was also, once again, one of his action films. And I think he, just, once again, does those really well. Well, it, the way they designed his character in that one was was so cool um, is because, you know, even though, like, shit starts hitting the fan at certain places, he just plays calm, cool, collected. Yeah. Like, he's like, okay, this is fine. We'll figure it out. And then, you know, that, that kind of ends up going through. It's kind of like uh, how I like they, they did um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, if you hear Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, whenever they're fighting, like, a villain, they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is going to, oh, oh, holy crap, like, this is going to be bad. You know, you hear Tom Holland, and, like, you know, every every time he's fighting, oh, man, that is so cool. How'd you get that gadget? Ah, uh, well, I guess I'm going to have to stop you now. <laughs> he's just all he's excited about it. He's always having fun, you know? <laughs> I know what you're saying, and I do agree with you, but you ever disrespect Tobey Maguire? No. <laughs> I swear to God. I just I will may- shoot myself and then you. In that order. I'll shoot myself and then And then Sam Raimi so he never has to hear this shit again. How about you turn around and lock your own face? That's what Pesci would be like, Tony, punch Gavin in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go over there and punch, punch him right in the face. face. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> That, that whole dance he does at the end of that movie too, Tropic Thunder, is, is killer. Yep, because <laughs> it's just him, and then they're rolling the credits. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost it's almost like that scene at the end of a Napoleon Dynamite or some shit. Just a guy up on stage yep. Just yep. dancing for no reason. Yep. <laughs> but we've got we got a little bit of time left. Um, Want to ask you? Let's play a little game with this one here. If you could, is there a role out there or a replacement of another character that you would like to see Tom Cruise fill in for? Or a role that you have not seen him do? Or even a type of movie that you haven't seen him do yet? 
Hmm. If you want to think about it for a minute, I can start. By all means. Because out of all these, like I said, kind of, you know, interview with a vampire, you know, that could be as close to horror as possible Hmm. that he's done. He hasn't really done a horror film. No. I would actually like to see what he can do with a horror film. I mean, we know he can do serious. We know he can be funny. Yeah. <clears throat> can he be scary or and or be, <clears throat> you know, a person <clears throat> in a horror film of any kind of nature? So, like, take, like, a movie like The Amityville Horror. You know, like, mm. they plug Ryan Reynolds into that one, which I think he did fine there. But I think he would be good because you get him as, like, that family man moving into the house. Yeah. I'm not saying maybe exactly Amityville Horror, but I, I think he needs to try his hand at a horror movie of some sort. Yeah. I, I would say I'd say something like that, but I would much rather see him be the killer. Okay. Like in um, have you ever seen Mr. and Mrs. Brooks? Oh yeah. Um, him be kind of like that, have the family man aspect, mm. but he's just so meticulous on everything that you know, and he gets away with it that he starts you know having this internal dilemma of what I'm doing is wrong, but I can't stop. Oh, you say, that's one with Kevin Costner, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and Dane Cook. And oddly Dane Cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But kind of have something like that where, you know, maybe he's, you started out that, you know, he's got the established family mm-hmm. now, but there's always, and he's got, you know, he's at the height of his career, whatever job he's doing, mm-hmm. but there's just that one thing missing. And so he go, he ends up having to try to find a way to go back. Okay. And so he starts getting, you know, warehouse or, you know, that, that, one property that's off the books in the yep. company name or something. Kind of like American Made. Like, yeah, like yeah, the exactly. horror version of American Made. Yes. <laughs> it's American Made meets Mr. Brooks. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. We got. we got the serial killer aspect, <clears throat> taking so, things oh, over. There, there you go. He does private flights, and he just throws people off the plane. Yep. <laughs> Drops them in the swamps of Louisiana, lets the alligators get them. <laughs> If you make it to shore, you survive. <laughs> American Made meets American Psycho. That would be the crossover film right there. And a little bit of swamp people. <laughs> Chew them, Elizabeth. <laughs> but that, that's what I would like to see. I would like to see him try his hand at yeah. something horror-wish. That would or be a cool, suspense yeah. thriller. So when you asked that question, I was just running through movies to see, like, would he be a good fit? And I was like, no, you put... You put Tom Cruise in any of the movies I'm thinking about, you just kill the movie. Like, you shoot it in the head and walk away. But um, to your point, I do want to see him in a psychological thriller. And the movie that comes to mind is Funny Games. Okay. With uh, Tim Roth. Yeah. Um, Something like that, because I can't picture that movie with anyone else besides Tim Roth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would like to see him in a movie like that. Um, I think he would... He's got the, the... the acting ability to do dramas, so in that kind of scenario, he would be able to portray to the audience that he's genuinely scared and about to get his head cut off. Or his knee, you know, hit with a nine iron. That's in the movie, and that's messed up. <laughs> well, so to that point, what was that, what was that other movie that was similar to Funny Games? It's like Strangers or something? It sounds where they familiar. Where they break into the people's house, or they let them in, they're wearing those masks. And the worst part about it, they basically torment the family. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember that is the creepiest ending, or maybe not the very end, but they finally ask, why are you doing this to us? And the answer was like, you were home. Yeah. That, pretty sure that's funny games. No, that's... No, it was uh, a different movie, okay. but it's very... That's what made me yeah. think of it. <clears throat> but they that's... like the animal... Um, like one of them was like a yeah. bunny or something like that. Yeah. Oh, was that the, the Jordan Peele movie? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. no. 
No, but that that was good too. And it was it was weird because it was a family that was uh, they were they didn't even live there. They were on vacation. Mm. Yes. I swear to God, you're describing funny games. No, no, no. I'm, it's uh, <laughs> hang on a second. But I just, uh, Nicole Kidman, that was the wife in Funny Games. Okay. I like in, it, everyone says like, oh, the bad guys can't win. Well, in Funny Games they do. They shoot Nicole Kidman and the boat and the lake, and then the final scene is them walking into another house saying, hey, can we borrow a cup of sugar? And then like, loud metal music starts playing, like, you know they're about to kill this, you know, this family right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen Funny Games. This one's called The Strangers. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. <clears throat> Liv Tyler's in it. She's one of the main mm. characters that's at home. Oh, okay. But yeah, just these people knock on their door and they start tormenting this family. But I feel like Funny Games should sue this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little different, but that's, like, to me, can you imagine, can you imagine, like, you have a house... Someone breaks into your house, and the whole reason you're going through this torment is because you were home. Yeah, like that's that was the creepiest part about it to me. It's just like, oh shit, there's no real motive, like rhyme or reason to They're it. Just you just psychos. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Gavin? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I just oh, you kind of you kind of yeah, filled I just in ex- there. Okay, expounded on yours. I got you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the thing, the closest thing I I think maybe he's done to a psychological thriller is kind of almost oblivion. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, or Edge of Tomorrow. The time loop kind of yeah. yeah. mess, messed him up. But yeah. kind of what you were saying before, like have him be the main Yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't know of too many movies where he's, yeah, he's been the antagonist. <clears throat> no, except for Les Grossman. Yeah. yeah. And even <laughs> I mean, then, he was just, he wasn't the antagonist, but he wasn't the protagonist yeah. either. He was just... The producer. You yeah. can kind of say that he was in Taps uh, and Collateral. Yeah, he was the impact. Well, and, and Collateral, but, nev- but never well. real like psychotic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like just always lose still, your mind. Yeah. Always still under control. Yep. And yeah. But well, we are just about out of time. Do you have anything you'd like to add for the Tom Cruise episode? No. No. I think we touched on all the, the good ones. Uh, well, honorable mention for. Uh, the longest, probably the longest movie ever did, Far and Away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Eight hours. <Yeah>. It was. <laughs> it's, it's Far and Away, the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit down to start it, when's the ending? Far and Away. Yeah. Okay. You want Tomorrow a catheter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want a catheter? <laughs> you, want, you want a catheter and get a pizza delivery to here. Oh, now but. I want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. And you're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us talking Mr. Tom Cruise. Uh, Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next time for Movie Talks and Chill. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick. Show me the money. Danger Zone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, Castbox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock.